Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. My name is Kevin Tarka. I am the founder of Creation Talent Agency, and I will be releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to share the inevitable challenges of the sports business world and how to overcome them. I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. Today, I'm talking with former professional player and KTA client, I must add, and current grad assistant on staff at Colorado State University, uh, CJ Rivers, about the overall basketball journey. And more specifically, we'll dive into pro hoops and what life after pro hoops is like. So for those who don't know CJ, he went from standout at Drake to a pro in Australia and now on the next chapter of his life uh, on staff as a coach. So welcome, CJ. Appreciate you having me, KT. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's been great to, to catch up again. I think I think some people need to uh, need to hear your story. So, before we kick it off, I just got a quick question for you. Do you know what the significance of March twenty eighth, two thousand and eighteen is? March twenty eighth, twenty eighteen. I'm not. I'm not aware. That is the date of the very first KTA client signing on board, and that would be you, my friend. Okay. <laughs> that is that's a very special date to me that's a very special date so so th- for whoever's listening cj was my first official client when i had my fever license march 28th 2018 never forget i was in austin uh, austin texas right before the final four and cj gave me a shout back and and made my made my year man he made my year by just entrusting me with the process of, of representing him so just want to kick that off there and remind you that it's been a it's been a fun two and a half years uh, or more than that of getting to know you and, and and seeing seeing the growth man so um anyways let's let's dive in here so my first question for you kind of throws it back to Drake days. So I just want you to tell me about like the thought process of, and we, we won't talk as much about your playing career because obviously, um, you know, people, people know about your playing career at Drake. And if they don't, I'm going to be posting a lot of stats and highlights of it, but I want to talk about the process of, of becoming a pro and like getting recruited because a lot of people listening or whether you're an aspiring pro an aspiring coach, aspiring agent, like th- that whole process is very relevant. So what was it like for you kind of, where was your mindset at? Okay. When you realized you wanted to be a pro and then how did you go about that next step of reaching out to agents Were agents reaching out to you and, and, and just tell me a little bit about that process. I think the realization um, for me, it was, it was genuinely not thought about, um, you know, in that postseason of 2018, you know, just playing for Drake University and continuing to commit to, you know, finishing strong there. Um, mm-hmm. Immediately after, um, you know, you get the Facebook messages and, mm-hmm. you know, co- coaches on our staff were former players. So, you know, they had guys who were looking to sign clients that, you know, wanted to be connected through those coaches. So um, initially it was, it was a lot of like feeling out, you know, who was serious, who uh, was legitimate um, and that kind of stuff. Um, and then after that, you know, talking to guys like yourself um, and getting on the phone and actually having conversations with these different people um, kind of started to separate, you know, who was, who was potential candidates for signees um, and, you know, who, what, what was the next steps as far as, you know, getting pen to paper and committing to these different people. 
Mm. And, and what was something that, uh, and hopefully, hopefully I didn't do any of these things. Well, obviously I didn't because you ended up signing with me, but what, what were some things that guys said to you or girls or whoever reached out the agencies or agents? Like what was some things that you were like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, thanks for, thanks for reaching out. But like, this didn't really make sense, whether it was an overseas guy or some things they were saying, like, was there, was there any criteria that kind of was a red flag for you? Well, you, you mentioned overseas and, you know, first of all, it was about like being realistic about your, uh, your next steps. Um, and they, and guys kind of promising too much right away. Mm -hmm. I rub a lot of people the wrong way, especially me. Um, and if they were promising things that, you know, I, I wasn't even, ready to you know step into or look look forward to that was kind of now nah, i'm good moment for me um and then guys who were i think i think it was more of okay i'm interested for me because at first i was now nah, i'm good with everybody in a, in a way not like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah of course but it was guys like who's going to separate themselves and and speak the right language that will make yeah. that will make me want to sign with them and Obviously, Kevin Tarka jumped on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I just remember being, you know, watching film and being like, wow, like this dude can ball. But I also remember being, you know, at the same time, like understanding somewhat, although I was a bit naive as a younger agent, like, you know, understanding that someone that doesn't have 25 points a game or come from a high major, like it's going to be a tough path. And I just, I, I remember kind of mentioning that. And, and I think that's probably what, you know, what, like that gen, that genuine truth to you is, is probably what clicked, but no, that's, 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 that's good to know. Yeah. Just the realism of those, those conversations, like, you know, your, your school is what it is. Your numbers are what they are. You know, your options will be what they will be. Um, so if you're willing to, you know, go through this process and stick this process out, mm. you can have some success. And, yep. For sure, for sure. So let's fast forward a bit. And, um, you know, I think some of that truth did come to fruition where it was tough for a little bit. And it took it took a bit to get that first job opportunity. But the first opportunity you got um, was was in Australia. So what was what was that like, um, like that transition to being a pro, I guess, you know, a little bit about the league, but also maybe some common misconceptions that, you know, you you or I guess in general college players think going in and you got there and you're like, whoa, this is different, whether it was better or worse. Um, better, better and worse, uh, in, in different areas. Um, but that process, that, that situation was, was a great experience, you know, that, that I wouldn't trade for the world. Um, you know, you get there and it's not, it's not home anymore. I was fortunate enough to go to an English speaking country. Um, but a lot of guys don't have that luxury and you just, you adjust to things as simple as driving on the other side of the street. Um, you know, I had a host, I was fortunate enough to be paired with the host family who kind of mm. showed me things, but, um, the basketball aspect of it, it, it was totally different. And I had, I had some good people who were, you know, who got me up to speed on what the, what the differences were, uh, what you can expect going in. I think I had a week of practice before my first game. So all those different things just being thrown at you all at once and being expected to perform, you know, you're over here to do a job. Um, that, that that stuff you know, was different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and again, I think even for you, you know, explaining to you that situation that I knew going over to Sturt, um, you know, with, with with Tony and them, like it was a great opportunity. But I also kind of told you up front, like, hey, this, you know, it's it's not like you're going to Barcelona over here. Like they're they're actually going to be putting you with a host family which could be which is great but at the same time it's like you know you're 
you're not in college anymore. You're kind of living with the family. And I, you know, I know it worked out and they were great, but like, you know, you can't, can't do certain things. It's kind of like living with your parents, you know, it's great, but it's like, well, there's certain things you can and can't do there. So like, that's, that's being a pro at some levels. Like, yes, some places you're going to go and you're going to get your own spot and you're going to do what you do. But other places like you, you know, you had to respect certain kind of, you know, like house rules when you're a grown man playing professional basketball. And that was that was interesting in itself. Um, my my host family was actually great though. They she understood that part of it and tried to give me as much freedom, you know, like living at home as possible. But you know, Stir was Stir treated me great, top to bottom. You know, from the time I got there to the time I left. Um, and like I said, built a lot of good relationships that you know. Hopefully, I'm able to go back to Australia at some point and and see some of those people. Um, yeah. And, you know, so it was it was a great experience. Awesome, man. So, so then let's fast forward a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I remember getting, getting a call from you and, and I actually forget what airport I was at, but I was, I was in, uh, I was about to get on a flight and you call me and you were like, Hey, you know, like, I want to talk to you about something. There's, there's this opportunity, um, you know, to, to take this, this, this coach, this job, you know, on staff at Colorado state. And we talked about it. And, and this is, this is a, a reality for a lot of players that I think some players kind of put off for too long. It's like, okay, well, when is the ball going to stop bouncing? And you're probably not going to come to a time in your life where it's like, okay, I definitely know that this is the time to stop. No, you're going to have an opportunity either to do something else, or you're just not going to get exactly what you want for that contract, whatever it is. And so take me through that process of like, you know, kind of how you made that decision of, you know, Hey, I could probably keep playing. Not sure where it's going to be. I don't have a contract yet. You were actually still playing your season over there. Um, and, and, and what was going through your mind for that? Absolutely. So I was um, in the middle of like an AM workout, uh, actually right before it, and I got a call from Coach Medved, um, and he's just, you know, the first first half of the conversation was just catching up, you know, how was everything over there, checking on me, and I thought that was it, the, the extent of the conversation, and it kind of transitioned into, hey, we have this, this opportunity coming up next year, um, our graduate assistant spot will be open, you know, you were one of the a select few of guys that I wanted to reach out to and kind of uh, put it on your radar. And at that moment, I remember something I had told myself, uh, and not many people know this, but I had, I had talked to a couple coaches that I had, one being Coach Blount, who was actually here on staff. Um, and I never really wanted to coach at the beginning of my playing career at Drake. Um, and kind of seeing him as kind of a, a coach by example, you know, he's, he's a guy who's a former player, you know, still, uh, working guys out and he'll he'll play you one on one or you know he modeled the way as a coach as an as an assistant coach currently um, and I could see myself being that guy so I told myself um, that if I were, were to get opportunity as a GA either at Drake or with this current staff who's who I'm with now that I would take it um, and so in that conversation with Nico I, I he told me you know think about it you know it wasn't anything official at the moment after that conversation. And in thinking about it, I kind of wanted to, you know, stay true to that, what I had told myself, that if I had gotten an opportunity that, that, don't, that doesn't come around often, um, I, would, I would take it. Um, and I ultimately, ultimately called him back a couple of days later. And, you know, after discussing it with you, because, you know, I still had, obviously, a lot in the tank. It's year one for me. Absolutely, absolutely man, a lot. And you were and you were just hitting your stride too, man. Like you were coming off, like, actually scoring and, and doing things with the basketball that, like, Tony would call me and be like, wow, like, you know, he's, he's just getting started. I, I was super excited. And yeah, man, it was, uh, 
it was a tough, t- tough decision, but one that, you know, like I, I think what we ultimately talked about that I respect so much because, um, you know, th- there's always, I think at any point in your life, anyone that's ever played high school sports is going to be like, well, what if, and you know, I could have, I could have been that. And I, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, you, you, you could have, but you made a decision that ultimately was greater in the long term for something that was just going to change your life forever. And could you have continued to play? Absolutely. You know, I think you could you could be still be playing now. You could still be hitting your stride, but you know, you chose something that that opportunity might not be there again, right? Yeah. And 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 so usually it's a conversation of like, well, is that is the chance to try and be a pro going to be there again? And it's usually like, okay, well, let me try and do that first. But this time it was like, hey, is this is the one and only chance that I told myself I'm going to you know have the opportunity to be a GA on staff with this staff at a bigger school? Is that going to be there? I don't know. And you decided to jump for it, which is, you know, I think obviously turning out to be fantastic, but was a decision that I, you know, I respected so much. And, and I, I think back to something as, as simple as our conversation, you know, we asking you what you thought about it and mm. you're genuine enough to tell me something like, well, you know, these opportunities don't come around often. Um, so, you know, this is what you want to do. I understand. And you kind of fight with yourself. Like I think about when I came back, <laughs> And you know, started my started my situation as the GA here. People would ask me like, "So you don't want to play anymore? Like you're done playing?" And that's that's kind of the toughest part. Like that's tough, man. In your mind, of course, you want to play, but I just felt like, like you said, in the long run, you know, I could use a lot of that energy and a lot of what the game had taught me over there, and you know, what I'm still learning here in this position to give back to. You know, players coming up. Definitely, man. There's there, there's ways to to fuel that passion that you have besides being a pro as a label too. And I think one of those is get on the court with your players and cooking them and showing them showing them you still have it. <laughs> exactly. Um, cool, man. So so what has been, if you look back over kind of this stuff that we've talked about, what what has been one of the biggest challenges for you personally on your career path? Whether it's something to do with playing, being recruited underdog or, or coaching now, like one of the challenges that you're going through now, what's one of the biggest challenges that, that you've gone through? Um, I would say one of the biggest challenges for me um, was, so that March day that you mentioned, March 28th, you said it was, from that moment, um, you know, maintaining the patience to, mm. of just the process in general, because that March, it was almost, almost a year. I remember right around my birthday, so I was actually back at Drake uh, for Legends Weekend when I got the call from mm-hmm. that that Tony would be, you know, calling me. Tony from Sturt uh, would be calling me, you know, about the potential of signing in Australia. And that was, what, February 21st or something crazy like that. Yep. And then, um, you know, that's 10 or 11 long months of... What's <laughs> next? You know, should I keep working out as hard as I, as hard as I have been, you know? Should I get a job? You know, I ended up getting a job to, you know, for the time being, just keeping that faith and that and that patience, you know, that um, Tony's working for or Kevin's working for me. Let me just let me just get to it. That's that was probably the hardest part. Yeah. And and, and that's something that, you know, I, I try and tell all my guys that are, are going through that is like that the appreciation for your appreciation is trust is like through the roof because I, I you know. I can't say that, hey, I've been in that situation where I've been told that I'm going to be a pro, but I wait 11 months for a job. You know, that sucks. So, so that, that, that patience with, uh, with me to kind of trust me to do, do what I do was, uh, was very much appreciated. Awesome stuff, man. So, so on this podcast, we also like to give away little secrets. So if you had 
so I want, I want to ask two secrets from you. One, because you, you were a player and a pro. So if you have one secret for someone who wants to become a pro, what, what would that secret or tip be? Take care of your body. That's, that's probably the most important. Uh, I know every situation overseas is different, um, but you know, depending on your trainer situation or whatever it may be that you have access to in your facility, utilize that kind of stuff. Um, whether it's stretching, you know, bike riding, you know, physical recovery, everything that you have access to, utilize that and then eating right, you know, um, that's all that stuff is important. I know that's probably a cliche now because everybody's up on the newest technologies and the newest diets, but that's one of the biggest things that it it's kind of still a secret because everybody doesn't, I mean, you know, your first year, your first few years, you, you're Superman, you can't get hurt. Yeah. It's what it is, but um, that's that's probably my biggest piece of advice is take care of your body. That's a great one, man. I, I think, you know, I think there's not enough people that actually, it's easy to say you're going to eat right and, and, and take care of your body, but not, not enough guys do. Um, so that's a great one. And then, and then, so what about for someone that's going down the path that you are now? What about someone that wants to become a coach um, in, any, in, in any coaching role? What, what's one secret or tip you have for them? Um, I would say communicate, um, whether it's networking with, with coaches in different places um, or, you know, communicating with the staff and, you know, the people that you have at your school. Um, you know, that's been the biggest thing for me, just utilizing these guys and, and picking their brains every day and seeing, you know, what works for them and being able to pull from all these different buckets and add them, add them to my repertoire. And then, you know, staying in touch with guys at other schools that either recruited me or, you know, that were at Drake when I was at Drake in my four years. Because um, that could be helpful down the line, you know, if, if you need a job in, in a different location, that stuff is important. So communication is, is big for me. Awesome, awesome stuff, man. So, so as we wrap up here, and, and I didn't even prep you with this one, but I'm going to try something new on these podcasts, and I'm going to do something cool, like a little, a little uh, sports business lightning round, I'll call it. So I'm just going to rapid fire a couple questions at you, a handful of questions, and the first thing that comes to your mind, you, you, you got to say, all right? Ready, ready to roll? All right, favorite color? Blue. Chris Paul or Steve Nash? Chris Paul. Favorite place in the world you've ever visited? Adelaide, Australia. What's something that you're really bad at? Mm. Pass. <laughs> Fair enough. Who are three people that have helped you tremendously in your life? One more time. Three people that have helped you tremendously in your life. Uh, Carlton Rivers Sr., Stephanie Rivers. Uh, I thought J.R. Blonde in there. Love it. Love it. That's the first guy to connect us, by the way. I don't know yeah. if you remember that. Yeah. What's the best compliment you've ever received? Um, I, I wish you could marry my daughter. Oh, that's a good one. Sushi or steak? Steak. If a player asked you which agency they should sign with, with which one would you recommend? Uh, KTA. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I thought you were, you were questioning that for a second there. Uh, yeah. What's a talent that you have that most people don't know? Um, acting. I was going to say, you better say acting. And last one, if you could turn back time and talk to 15-year-old CJ, what would you tell him? Mm. I would tell 15-year-old CJ that um, the world, the basketball world is transitioning into, you know, YouTube, mixtapes, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, get ready to get in your bag. 
All right. Nice, man. Awesome. I love it. No, that was great. That was great, man. So uh, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sure all the aspiring pros and coaches listening have, uh, have a much better understanding of what it's necessary to be successful. So it was, it was great to have you on the pod, man. And, and, and I appreciate you, appreciate you and wish you a best of luck this season during all the craziness. You're going to, you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to do big things with your career. I'm excited to, to watch it from a distance. Thanks, Casey. Appreciate you again for having me.